Welcome everyone today to ILTA's 20-minute podcast entitled Pivoting Career Transitions Within the Firm. I'm your moderator today, Adi Dubadabaklas, and I'm a Senior Project Manager at in Legal Operations at CBRE. I'm thrilled to be joined by our two speakers today, Tanya and Martina. Welcome, guys. Thanks to you both. Um, I'm Tanya Pereira. I'm the Business Transformation Specialist at Castles Brock & Blackwell. Uh, we're based out of Toronto and a national firm. Um, and I also work in a lot with our firm's affinity groups. I'm the co-chair of our mental wellness affinity group as well. And I'm Martina Yudovicic. I'm an account manager in legal operations at BLG in Toronto. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm really excited about this conversation today. Um, so um, we're going to start with Tanya and have you tell, or Martina, we're going to start with Martina. Tell us a little bit about your uh, previous roles, what you do now. Okay. Um, I've been working, I worked as a legal assistant from 2008 until earlier this year. I started my law career at a boutique insurance defense firm, um, and then I worked there for a full decade, and then I joined BLG five years ago because it had more opportunities for growth and career paths that I could move into that were not clerking, which I was never really that interested in. Um, and when I started at BLG, I joined the commercial litigation group working as an assistant to three partners. And then earlier this year, I pivoted to become an account manager on the legal operations team. Um, you probably know a bit about that because that's your job as well. But we support our lawyers in areas like budgeting, data analytics, billing, process development, technology adoption. And we also work with our clients, um, advising them and providing support in regards to their own legal department transformations. Uh, there's tons to learn. Every day is different. It's really pretty exciting and I'm enjoying it. Great. Yeah. And there's... Um never-ending streams of like, oh, I didn't know about this. Good to, good to know. Tanya, how about you? Um, so Martina and I actually um, have very similar starts. I'd probably say we're the same vintage. I also started as a legal assistant in 2008. Um, so my career has been very um, legal support heavy. Uh, I've worked at a number of different national and international firms um, as a legal assistant. I did some hybrid clerk work, um, worked as an EA for a managing partner. And I took a little pivot for a little while. I worked as a product coordinator at a legal software company. And then I landed in Castles in 2017 um, as an assistant. Uh, but it was in the discovery group, which has like that technology component to it. Um, so my journey at Castles has kind of been nonstop. Um, I've evolved. I'm on my, I think, third job title now. So I started as an assistant. Um, the role kind of evolved into a coordinator role for our discovery services department. Um, and then last year, I officially moved to the operations side um, as a business transformation specialist. Um, so with that, I, re I report in now to our project management office. It's been newly formed in the last year. Um, and we're primarily supporting cross-function initiatives, different projects related to our strategic objectives, um, and kind of, you know, being being that bridge between all the different silos that sometimes ops functions can have to kind of have that big 360 picture view of what's going on in the firm. Um, as well as that, I also support the general ops and administration of the firm. Um, I work with like some things on like business continuity planning and just kind of different stuff on the ops side as it arises. Um, so I really like it because I get to have my hand into a whole bunch of different things, which is well suited to me, I think. So 
Yeah, that sounds like my kind of role. I get to ask a million questions and people kind of have to answer them. So. Yeah, it's just questions, always questions, which is great. <laughs> uh, so, we'll kick off with you on this question. What are some key differences in your previous roles and your current role? Yeah, so that's an interesting question for me because I think it's it's hard for me to quantify a lot of the key differences because my role now isn't one that I necessarily applied for. Like it was, you know, a newly created role that my job just kind of evolved into throughout time as we kind of created efficiencies and discovery. And I kind of put my hand up to volunteer on different projects. Um, so it might take less time to explain some of the similarities. Um, but one thing that I really like about it is being part, being part of the conversations, um, being part of like the solution to kind of eliminating those silos, collaborating with other groups, um, love questions, love learning. I love kind of getting to see what all the groups are using and how that could impact a different function, how that might need to be a help. It's like you get to be part of planning the change when before I think I was more a smaller piece of executing it. Um, so, so that's a big difference. And and the uh, the urgency that comes with working from ops versus on the legal side, you know, like we, we, we still need to get things done, but um, it's not quite the same as rush deadlines for course from my assistant days that I'm sure Martina can relate to. Yeah. Yeah. And the the switch from driving the change to just being told about the change, I think is, is a great one. So Martina, what about you? What are some key differences between your previous roles and your current role? Yes. Just like what you were saying about driving change. When I was an assistant, I always had sort of a mental wish list of all the things that I thought could be improved or modernized. And now I get to work on the front lines of driving and supporting change, which is really exciting. Um, we work alongside lawyers developing and implementing solutions that benefit their practice and clients. Um, a big difference is that now I'm directly responsible for my own deliverables instead of helping somebody else with theirs. I have KPIs that I need to track and goals that I need to meet, which is a really huge change after so many years of assisting. Um, another big change is the number of meetings. I had relatively few before, and now I have, I spend a lot of my day on Teams, which was a big adjustment, but I quite like it now that I'm used to it. I find it less isolating, especially when I'm working from home. And it's pretty exciting to get to collaborate with my colleagues all over the country in our different offices. Yeah, that's a good point about the switch to having a million meetings. And sometimes you get to the end of the day and you're like, great, I can now start on things because all the meetings are out of the way. Um, yes. So Martina, we'll stick with you for um, the next question, what are some of the biggest challenges you've had in like making the transition? You just mentioned a great one of, you know, going from focusing on assisting people with their work um, versus having your own deliverables and then the, the meetings. Um, I think my biggest challenge was Excel. It sounds like a really simple answer, but my new position involves analyzing a lot of data and we have to structured into a digestible format using Excel and Power BI. It was really steep learning curve, especially at the beginning. Um, when I was an assistant, I only used Excel to help lawyers with their matter budgets, but now I'm using it to run client reporting or analyze data to help lawyers make management decisions. So it's been a lot of Excel to learn really quickly. Thank goodness for YouTube. Yes, the most uh, under-heralded education tool. <laughs> uh, Tanya, what about you? What are some of the biggest challenges in like the transition that you made? Yeah, I think some of my challenges are similar to what Martina mentioned in the differences. Like I think 
um, the more meetings is a big thing. Like you mentioned, Harriet, it's like kind of then at the end of the day, your meetings are done and you're like, great, now I can start my work. Um, I try to embrace my neurodiversity, um, but you know, that is something that can be a challenge if you're meeting on several different projects each day. It's a, it's a good challenge, but it's definitely some, a skill you need to learn. Um, I think also in my role, I was, you know, running kind of some projects and doing some executionary work as this kind of evolved, um, but there has been the gap to kind of learning the formal skills and the formal training. I think, you know, there's the transferable skills are there and you can know the basics, but there, there's still that gap in making sure you're following the process and rather than when you're just kind of ad hoc on the fly as an assistant getting it done. Um, Cause I think uh, in assistant roles, you know, often we're working on more granular detailed pieces of work where um, my role now, kind of has me has me like zooming out to look at the big picture and the higher level, um, which would go into my next challenge, which is just, again, like ops mindset versus legal mindset, which, you know, is really just stepping back. It's not just about the immediate need. What do we need to get done right now? It's about, OK, let's look at this whole picture as picture as a whole, have the conversations, facilitate the collaboration we need, um, because it's not just that one piece that needs to be done. Yeah, that's something I think is one of my favorite, but most challenging part of any obstacle is that it's the, you pull on strings and you uncover knots in other areas. Um, there is no just fix this problem. There's, oh, I know the background of where things are happening and why they're happening the way that they are. So Tanya, while, um, so those are some excellent points about challenges. What are some big factors in your success? Uh, I think for me, for me specifically at Castles, the biggest factor was the support of an absolutely amazing mentor and sponsor. Um, I was so deeply fortunate uh, to have someone I was working with that I think was able to see a path for me that I couldn't quite see. Um, because again, this wasn't a job that, you know, I applied for that existed before. It was an evolution. So I think she was just instrumental in helping me find the opportunities for that. Um, I worked closely with her in discovery and, you know, would just say, I have capacity. What can I do? This is what I like. This is what I don't like. Um, and I think with that, she also, I was really encouraged to embrace my own diversity, like going back to neurodiversity, but also your interests. Like I have a difficult time just being in a box. Like this is the one thing you're going to do all day. Um, so it really also gave me the confidence to speak up to like, no, I, I want to have my hand in a few different things. Um, so I would say that's, that's a large factor in it. Um, I think also just reminding myself of the transferable skills that we've acquired. Um, like I know Martina probably agrees from the legal assistant path. It sometimes feels like there's not too many career pathways if you don't want to be a clerk. Like it often seems like clerk is the one to do. That's the next step and there's not much else. And it's really, I think, easy to get imposter syndrome about, but can I do that? Does that make sense? And, you know, there's so many different skills that are transferred over. Um, for assistance, you are on the front end of change sometimes. You are the ones learning the software. You are the ones implementing that. You know the lawyer's workflow. And I think it makes a great transition into ops because you have that knowledge of the legal side of the house. Um, and lastly, I would probably say just the changing legal landscape. I think um, legal ops being talked about more. I think it's making it possible for more roles like this to pop up. Absolutely. What about you, Martina? 
Um, Actors and my success. Um, <laughs> externally, I would say that it was having really supportive coworkers. I've had the privilege of working with some incredible lawyers and teammates who deeply believed in me and supported me and wanted to help me find the thing that was just right. Um, they didn't want to just keep me in one role and limit my growth. They really wanted me to move on and be as happy as I could here and and really help the firm in different ways, which is pretty cool. Um, Internally, I would say my work ethic and the fact that I've always had a really high level of enthusiasm for new technology and learning. I think I've embraced every new technology that's sort of come along since I started working in law in 2008. And I was always doing additional training and volunteering to be a part of pilot projects and providing teaching sessions to my team members. Um, kept me capable of coping with technology changes, which are kind of coming at a quicker pace every day now. And now I get to put these skills to use in my new position to help champion and drive change. Yeah. So it sounds like both of you um, are perfect for ops in that you're naturally curious. And that's, you know, that's kind of the key <laughs> foundational thing that you need to succeed in a role like this, especially um, in the types of roles that are not, you know, they haven't been around for 300 years, um, the way that other roles in the legal field have been. So um, yeah, having some of that just curiosity slash sometimes I get nosy. So, um, so Martina, what advice do you have for others looking to pivot? Like what are some ways they can set themselves up for success? You just mentioned curiosity. I would say absolutely stay curious, learn as much as you can. The field is changing so quickly that you could be perfectly suited for a job that doesn't even exist yet. Um, if you have the capacity, I would ask for additional or more challenging work. I think showing that you're open to that sort of thing sends really good signals to management. Um, and like Tanya mentioned, imposter syndrome, I think it's important to remember that all job experience is useful. Even things like I worked in retail in my 20s, and I find that I use the people skills that I learned in that job in my job now. Whereas you could think, oh, I only worked at a shop, but you still learn things that are really valuable and give you skills that not everybody has. Um, my last tip would be to actually go into the office and go to firm social events. Um, I think it's really important for relationship building, especially after COVID when there's so many new employees and everybody's looking to meet other people, meet other coworkers, to build relationships. And if you chat with people you don't know, you can learn about all these interesting roles that like mine and Tanya's that maybe didn't exist a few years ago. But if you have a chat, you can learn all kinds of cool things. Yeah, I think conferences are really helpful for that regard too. just getting to yes. find out what uh, all is in the industry. Tanya, what about you? What are some things, suggestions you have for um, people transitioning? Yeah, well, I definitely echo a lot of Martina's comments and yeah, going out and meeting people. Um, Martina and I actually met at an industry social and I was like, oh, cool. You went from legal assistant to ops as well. Like that's that's awesome. I haven't seen that as much. And the more you put yourself out there, I think the more you will find people who have pivoted and you will find those kinds of roles. Um, I think it can be hard to do this, but just not being shy to speak up if you have the capacity and you have the interest poke around, get involved, even if it's just, you know, being on a project team for something, being on the pilot, pilot groups um, that are being rolled out. I think that does send strong messages. Um, I think also getting involved in firm culture and community, if you have different groups, if there are different events or volunteer communities, it's also a great way to get to know some of your colleagues, figure out what other people are doing. 
Um, cause I agreed with what Martina says, like sometimes the job you want doesn't exist yet. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that's, it's good to just, instead of worrying about what you think you aren't suited for, focus on the skills that you do have and have candid conversations about what you want. And if the career growth is there, um, I think it, I think it's good to make that clear and, you know, say, say what it is that you want. Um, my last piece would probably be to join different industry groups as well, rather than just in-firm networking. Um, ILTA, Women in eDiscovery, there's tons of different ones. Um, I find that the people who attend those events are very generous with their time, um, especially when it comes to talking about their own career paths and experiences. Uh, and that can give you a good idea of, you know, different ways that your career might be able to go. Yeah, and to that end, finding out about jobs that exist in other firms that you didn't even know were an option or exactly I could talk about this all day <laughs> uh, we'll leave it there thank you both of you I really appreciate your time today uh, your shared expertise thank you to the audience for tuning in have a great day everyone thanks everyone